Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. We present Peter Cook and Marjorie Westley in the Francis Derwood serial, Paul Temple and the Van Dyke Affair. Episode 7, Steve Entertains. Drive, Paul. You keep on the lookout in case we pass Mrs. Desmond. Oh, all right. Uh, I haven't got the ignition key. It's all right. I've got it. Oh, good. Is that your parcel on the back seat? Where? Oh. What is it? It's that doll. The doll that was in the attache case. You sure? Yes. Oh, Paul. What's the matter? It's, it's covered in blood. Timothy, you're right. Steve, just look at the seat. Looks as if there's been a fight or something. It certainly does. Didn't you lock the car? No, I didn't. What do you think happened? I don't know, unless Mrs. Desmond decided to wait. Let me have a look at that doll. Hmm? Well, Paul, that's an ambulance. Which way did it go? Round to the right. That's the back of the Commodore Club. Stay here. Where are you going? I'm going back to the Commodore. Oh, here's McCall. Temple, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Temple. What's happened? Gee, I'm glad I caught you. One of the band boys went out for a breath of air. He found Mrs. Desmond and the mules in the back of the club. She was beaten up. Is she badly hurt? Yeah, she's in a pretty bad way. We've sent for an ambulance. Come on, Nicole. Take the car back to the flat, Steve. I'll see you later. What shall I do with the doll? Where did you get that doll? It was in my car. In your car? Yes. That's very odd, isn't it? Why? Have you seen it before, Mr. McCall? Oh, yes, of course. It belongs to Mrs. Desmond. How do you know? She had it with her earlier in the evening, I mean. She told me that she was taking it down to Eastbourne for a little girl. How did it get into your car? Paul, do you see what happened? Mary Desmond got tired of waiting. She must have walked out of the club just as we drove up. When she found the car was unlocked, she got in to wait for us. But someone spotted her and, and dragged her out. Gee, that's just about it, Mrs. Temple. That's just about it. Yes. Come on, McCall. Hello, Inspector. Hi, Temple. Well, it doesn't take you long to get here. The matron at St. Martin's is a friend of mine. I was at the hospital when the call came through. Oh, I see. Nasty business. Is she badly hurt? Very badly, I'm afraid. It's a long time since I've seen anything like it. I'd like to get my hands on the swine who did it. Is she conscious? Just about. Do you think I could see her? Well, actually, I had an appointment with her. You had? Yes, that's why I'm here. Why did you arrange to meet her at the Commodore Club? Yes, she telephoned two or three times, but unfortunately I was out. Excuse me, Inspector. Yes, ma'am. We're leaving now. Oh, this is Mr. Temple. He wants to have a word with Mrs. Desmond. You think he could travel back with you in the ambulance? Yes, I think that'll be all right. Oh, thank you, nurse. I'll see you at the hospital, Inspector. Right. This way, Mr. Temple. Then, Mrs. Desmond? I got tired of waiting, so I went outside. I saw you drive up, but I didn't want to go into the club again. So I went to your car. I meant to wait for you in the car, but he saw me. Who saw you, Mrs. Desmond? Van Dyke? Yes. He 
dragged me out of the car. He hit me. Please don't let him hit me again. It's all right, Mrs. Desmond. Nobody's going to hurt you. There's no need to worry. We're taking you to the hospital. You'll be perfectly all right. To the hospital? You're you're taking me. Taking me. Who is that? Who is it? It's me, Mrs. Desmond. Paul Temple. Don't you remember? You wanted to see me. Temple? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. I, I telephoned you, didn't I? I wanted to tell you about... about Miss Millicent. Yes. What about Miss Millicent? She didn't know what was in the packages. We never told her that she was helping to distribute drugs. Go on, Mrs. Denton. One day, she opened one of the packages. It was meant for Mrs. Drosty. When she discovered what it was, she wanted to go to the police. We told her that if she did, we'd say that she was one of us. Is that why she disappeared? Why she took the child? Yes. She thought that if she had the child, she could force us to change our minds. What happened? We found her and the baby. At least Van Dyke found her. He sent for Queenie Edwards. He sent for her because he knew that... That... That Miss Millicent had confided in her? Yes. When he discovered that Queenie worked at Madame Flaubert, he tried to... tried to persuade... my head. Fred, you'll have to be kept quiet, Mr. Temple. Yes, all right, nurse. Just one more question. Mrs. Desmond, tell me, who is Van Dyke? Van Dyke? Van Dyke is... Don't let him touch me. Please don't let him touch me. Please. It's all right, Mrs. Desmond. It's all right. There's nothing for you to be frightened of. Just relax. Just relax. Yes, all right, Mrs. Temple. Don't forget the toast, are you? Okie doke. Paul. Hmm? Don't eat with your mouth full. Oh, how should I eat then? Well, I mean, don't eat... Well, you know <laughs> what I mean. Yes, yes. Oh, is that this morning's paper? Mm-hmm. Can I see it? Mm, here we are. There's a photograph of Mrs. Desmond on the front page. Oh, oh Paul. Mm, it's pretty gruesome, isn't it? Oh, they must have taken it just as she was getting into the ambulance. It's horrible. It is indeed. What are you doing this morning, see? Why? Well, I've got an appointment with Sir Graham at ten o'clock. At the yard? Mm-hmm. He phoned me about twenty minutes ago. They intend to ask Terry Palmer a few questions. After what happened last night, it's not surprising. Do you think that Palmer was responsible for what happened? You mean is Terry Palmer Mr. Van Dyke? Yes. Well, we shall see. You can bet your bottom dollar on one thing, though. Whoever was responsible was under the impression that Mrs. Desmond was dead. Otherwise, uh, they wouldn't have left her. Exactly. You know, Paul, I think that Van Dyke, whoever he is, is mad. 
You think he's a criminal lunatic? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Don't you? After what happened to Mrs. Desmond and Queenie Edwards, how can one possibly think otherwise? Van Dyke's cruel, sadistic, and utterly ruthless, but he's not mad, darling. He's as sane as we are. Listen, Steve, there's something I want to ask you. Yes? I want you to go away for two or three days into the country. Why? Well, the... yes. You want me to go into hiding, is that what you mean? No, not exactly, darling. Things are coming to a head, aren't they? Yes, Steve, they are. Well, I'm not going Darling, away. Darling, I wouldn't ask you to do this. I've never asked you before. We've always been together, well, but... Why are you asking me now? Well, you know what happened to Queenie Edwards and Mrs. Desmond. Yes, but I'm staying. I'm not going away. Now, don't be stupid about this, darling. Paul, dear, I am not going away. <sighs> All right. But promise me you'll be on your guard. Yes, of course. If you get a message, check it. It doesn't matter who it's from, whether it's from me or Sir Graham or anyone. Check it and double-check it. All right, dear. What happened last night? Was Mrs. Desmond able to tell you anything? Well, she was in a pretty bad state. By the time we reached the hospital, she'd passed out completely. Oh, One thing she did do, though. She cleared up the mystery of Miss Millicent. Did she? I always knew that Miss Millicent wasn't kidnapped. Oh, excuse me, sir, but Mrs. Shelley would like to see you. Oh, good morning, Mr. Shelley. Oh, good morning, Mrs. Temple. Good morning, Mr. Temple. Good morning. Oh, dear. Have I interrupted your breakfast again? How very upsetting. I'm so no, sorry. No, that's all right, Jerry. Glad to see you. Sit down and have some coffee. Or some tea. Well, uh, may I? Coffee, please. All right. How are you feeling this morning? Well, I'm all right, really. Just a little stiff after that terrifying experience. Well, you were very lucky, Shelley, after what happened to Mrs. Desmond. What do you mean? Well, haven't you seen the papers? Why, no. Oh, well, then read this. <gasps> but this is appalling. Mrs. Desmond. Well, I can hardly believe it. Well, there you are, Shelley. It says here that you were with her, that, that you went to the hospital with her. Yes. Was she conscious? Part of the time. Oh, but this is dreadful, really dreadful. Oh, now you know how lucky you were. Yes. Temple, do you think the man who attacked me was the same one who nearly murdered Mrs. Desmond? Yes, I do. But why should he attack Mrs. Oh, Desmond? Well, I can understand that. But why should he go for you, Shelley? That's more to the point. Well, what do you mean? Well, after all, Mrs. Desmond was mixed up in the Millicent affair. It was her baby that disappeared. Yes, but I, I still do. Do you know why I went to the Commodore Club last night? No. Mrs. Desmond sent me an urgent message asking me to meet her there. Why? Because she wanted to tell me the truth about Miss Millicent and about Van Dyke. And did she? Unfortunately, she was too ill to say much. I'm afraid she still is. Here's your coffee, Mr. Shelley. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Temple. Oh, I'll pass it, darling. Uh, where did I put my lighter, Steve? I think you put it... Oh, Paul, look out, no, oh. you'll spill the coffee. Oh! oh. Paul, oh, really? Stupid of oh. All over, Mr. Shelley. I'm awfully sorry, Shelley, really. Oh, that's quite all right. It's nothing. Really, it's nothing. Charlie! Charlie! Uh, have this napkin. Look here, you'd better take your jacket. No, no, really. Uh, please. No, it's nothing. Please don't bother, please. Paul, what on earth are you thinking Charlie, of? Charlie, I had the coffee in one hand and I was looking... Look, look, Shelley, do take your jacket off. I'll, I'll have it dry in no time. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, Did you call Mr. Temple? Mm. We've had an accident, Charlie. Just uh, clear this up, will you? Okay, Mrs. T. Come along, Mr. Shelley. We'll go into the drawing room. I'll be with you in a moment. It won't take me long to do this. What about your coffee, sir? Will you take it with you? I've had enough. More than enough, thank you. <laughs> Shelley, 
I think you'll find it's all right now. Oh, you shouldn't have bothered. I don't Mr. think the stain will show. No, 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 I'm sure it won't. Thanks. Oh, no, no, it's all right. Thank you. Well, now, um, I I'll tell you what I dropped in about. Mm -hmm. Although I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't recognize the man again, the man who attacked me, I mean, there was something that I think perhaps you ought to know. Well? Well, when we were struggling, I got hold of his wrist. I think it must have been the left one, the one with the watch on. Yes. Well, it may have been my imagination, but I think he was wearing a bracelet. A bracelet? Yes, you know the sort of thing I mean, with an identity disc attached to it. Oh. What's the matter, dear? Nothing. I, I was just thinking, that's all. Why, do you know anyone who wears a bracelet like that, Mrs. Temple? Well... Well, do you, Steve? Yes. And so do you, darling. Mr. Droste wears an identity bracelet. He was wearing it in Paris when you saw him at the restaurant. Mr. Droste? But Droste's in Paris. He left last night. How do you know? Did you see him leave? No, but he Just said... Just a moment. Uh, is this Mr. Droste, the millionaire who owns the Commodore Club and the Wordsworth Hotel at Marlowe? Yes. Do you know him? No, no. I, I've seen him about, of course. He's a rather thick-set, swarthy individual. Yes, that's right. You know, that might have been Droste last night. I never thought of that. But you said the man was about my build. Hmm? Uh, yes, yes, I, I know I did, but... Uh... What time did the plane leave? I believe he caught the last plane. Well, there you are. Oh, you mean that even if he did leave for Paris last night, he could still have attacked both you and Mrs. Desmond? Precisely, Mrs. Temple. Hmm. Shirley, I think perhaps you'd better have a word with Inspector Eden about this. I've an appointment with Sir Graham at ten o'clock, so you'd better come along with me. Well, it's nearly a quarter to ten now. Yes, I know. Have you got your car here? No, I'm afraid I haven't. Well, we can pick a cab up at the end of the road. I don't know what time I shall be back, Steve, but don't forget what I told you. I shan't. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Temple. I'm so sorry if I made a nuisance of oh, myself. Oh, no, you haven't. Well, I hope I shall see you again sometime. I hope so. And the next time you drop in, uh, bring your oil skin. Oh! <laughs> I take it then, Temple... That Mrs. Desmond saw you drive up to the Commodore and decided to wait for you in the car. Yes, Sir Graham. She may have thought that Van Dyke was watching her and that my car was a safe hiding place. In any case, she couldn't very well miss you if she waited in the car. Exactly. You know, that swine must have dragged her out of the car and into the mules. Mm. Have you questioned her yet? I've just had a message from the hospital temple. Mrs. Desmond's dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Does Palmer know? Yes. I told Eden to break the news to him. So Miss Millicent kidnapped the child. Yes. As soon as the baby disappeared, Mrs. Desmond flew into a panic and went to the police. Go on, Temple. Well, Miss Millicent got frightened by all the publicity and told Queenie that she intended to return the child. Then Queenie had a brainwave. She told Miss Millicent that before returning the child, they'd get their own back by throwing suspicion onto Terry Palmer. Yeah, but how could Queenie Edwards throw suspicion onto Palmer? Well, she was friendly with Bert Walters. Bert Walters? Yes, the cloakroom attendant at the Commodore Club. Oh. She discovered that Palmer was a member of the Commodore, and she persuaded Walters to take the attaché case containing the doll. She got a cloakroom ticket from Walters, which she intended to send to the police. In turn, Walters promised that when the case was claimed, he'd throw suspicion onto Palmer. Hey, look here, this is news to me about Bert Walters. We've had him here at the yard. We've questioned him half a dozen times. <laughs> I know you have, Inspector. You've scared the pencil, the poor little chap. When did you see him, Temple? Yesterday morning. Surprising what a nice cigar and a cup of tea will do. Yes. Well, go on, Temple. Well, 
Queenie was playing her cards very nicely, and then suddenly Van Dyke played an ace. How do you mean? He found Miss Millicent and the baby. Well, that's why Queenie Edwards went down to Marlowe. Van Dyke sent for her. Yes, and he made her a proposition. He said she either had to work for him, or he'd inform the police that she'd been responsible for the disappearance of the baby. Now, Queenie was frightened. She didn't know what to do. She told Van Dyke that she'd consider the proposition. Later that night, she reached a decision, as you know. She arranged to meet you at Paddington and sent you a token ticket. Yes, but Van Dyke or someone else must have overheard our conversation because, well, you know what happened to Queenie. McCall could have overheard that conversation. The phone call was made from the Wordsworth. Yes. Temple, I don't dispute what you've told us, but um, as a matter of fact, it seems to make sense. Uh, but, uh, but what? Well, it means we can cross a Teddy Palmer off the list, doesn't it? Obviously, Palmer isn't Van Dyke, otherwise... I don't agree, Inspector. Palmer may well be Van Dyke. Don't forget it was Van Dyke that discovered Miss Millicent and the baby. It seems to me that Palmer was in a better position than anyone else for tracking down Miss Millicent. That's very true, Sir Graham. Yes, I suppose it is. Have you picked up Palmer? Yes, he's in a pretty bad way, I'm afraid. Miss Desmond affair last night has certainly shaken him. We'll have Palmer in here, Temple. We won't have a word with him. Uh, bring Mr. Palmer in here, Sergeant. Very good, sir. What do you make of Roger Shelley, Temple? No, it seems to me he's not quite so naive as he makes himself out to be. Did he tell you what happened to him last night? He certainly did. Do you believe that story of his, Temple? Yes, I do, Sir Graham. Mr. Palmer, sir. Oh, yes. Good morning, Mr. Palmer. Good morning. All right, Sergeant, thank you. Will you sit down over there, Mr. Palmer? If you don't mind, I should prefer to stand. Very well. Palmer, we understand that Mrs. Desmond was a friend of yours. Mary Desmond is a very dear friend of mine. You know that as well as I do. Now, what's all this about? Mrs. Desmond was murdered last night. It's our job to find out exactly who murdered her. What do you mean, exactly who murdered her? I mean that quite a lot of people, in one way or another, have contributed to her death. But at the present moment, we're concerned with the identity of the actual murderer. Well, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I think you can help us. Now, look here, let's get this straight. All I know about last night is what I've read in the newspapers. I've already accounted for my movements to Sergeant Reeton or Reaper, whatever his name is, and there's nothing more I can tell you. In other words, you refuse to help us. It isn't a question of refusing. If you really want to find out who murdered Mrs. Desmond, take your behind off that chair and stop asking a lot of fatuous questions. There's no need to be rude, Palmer. I'm sorry. I, I'm awfully sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. Palmer? Yes? What happened after I left you last night? What do you mean, what happened? No, what did you do? I... I finished typing the article I was writing, had a drink, and they went to bed. I thought you'd finish the article when I arrived. I didn't like part of it, so I retyped it. Did you receive any telephone calls? No. Mrs. Desmond didn't call you? Well, if I didn't receive any telephone calls, she couldn't have called me, could she? Palmer, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to ask you rather a personal question. I'm getting used to personal questions. Go on. How long have you worn an identity bracelet? Dinner. Everything's ready. All right, Charlie. But don't be late at six, will you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's all right. You get off. I'll answer it. Thanks, Mrs. Temple. Good afternoon. Could I see Mr. Temple, please? Oh, I'm sorry. He isn't in at the moment. Oh, um, have you any idea when he'll be back? Well, um, is it Mrs. Temple? Yes. Oh, I'm Marion Faber, Mrs. Temple. Oh, good afternoon, Miss Faber. I'm sorry, but my husband won't be back until about five o'clock. Oh, dear, what a nuisance. And I've come all the way from Chelsea. Oh, I suppose I ought to telephone, really. It was stupid of me. Well, it's... Almost half past four. If you'd get to wait. May I? That's very kind of you. Do come in. Thank you. Sit down, won't you? Thank you. Would you like some tea? Oh, really? I feel I'm putting you to a lot of trouble. No, not at all. It's here. I was just going to have some myself. Well, thank you. I'd love a cup. What a charming room. It is rather nice, isn't it? Oh, I say, that's delightful. It's French, isn't it? Yes, it's by Francois Raoult. Francois Raoult? He's not very well known, I'm afraid. Oh, but it's charming. Did you buy it over here? Yes, we bought it from a little shop in German Street. Uh, do you take milk? Yes, please. Will you help yourself to sugar? Thank you. What is it you wanted to see my husband about? Well, um, I don't know whether he told you what happened the other night when he came to my bungalow. Yes, as a matter of fact, he did. Well, I'm afraid I, I was very rude to him and rather stupid into the bargain. Stupid? About what? Well, just as Mr. Temple was leaving, he noticed a photograph... Would you excuse me? Hello? Could I speak to Dr. Wilbur, please? I'm sorry, I'm afraid you've got the wrong number. Isn't that Dr. Wilbur's house? No. Aren't you Mayfair 5101? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, dear. I'm very sorry. So sorry to have troubled you. That's all right. (laughs) Wrong number. Um... What were you saying, Miss Faber? I was saying, just as your husband was leaving, he noticed a photograph of Terry Palmer. Oh, yes. I understand he's a friend of yours. Yes, but we don't see a great deal of each other. No? No. Well, um, it occurred to me, after Mr. Temple had left, that I might have given the impression that I was trying to throw suspicion onto Terry. Suspicion? Yes. You, you see, your husband questioned me about a letter, or a stupid letter I sent to Roger Shelley... It was written exactly as Miss Millicent would write it. And Mr. Temple was anxious to know how I was able to copy Miss Millicent's handwriting. Oh, yes, I remember. You told Paul that someone gave you a sample of Miss Millicent's writing. Uh, You refused to tell him who it was. Yes. Now you're worried in case he's jumped to the conclusion that it was Terry Palmer. Well, I don't want him to think that I was trying to throw suspicion onto Terry. You know, Miss Faber, if you take my advice... That's wretched, folks. Hello? Oh, hello, Paul. Look, Steve, I doubt whether I should be home much before six o'clock, so I was wondering if you... Paul, Miss Faber's here. She's waiting to see you. Miss Faber? Yes. How long has she been there? About five minutes. What does she want, Steve? Do you know? No. All right, I'll be home in 20 minutes. Just a second, darling. I think you'd better have a word with Miss Faber. It's my husband. Perhaps you'd like to have a word with him. Oh, thank you. Mr. Temple? Hello, Miss Faber. I'm afraid I'm making an awful nuisance of myself. No, 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 that's all right. Well, I did rather want to have a talk with you, but if it's at all difficult, no, I... No, that's all right. I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you very much, Miss Faber. I'll be with you in about 20 minutes. Yes, all right. See you later, then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, Mrs. Temple. Ah, uh, now, where was I? You were just about to give me a piece of advice. Oh, yes. I was going to say, if you take my advice, Miss Faber, you'll be quite candid with my husband and... 
tell him all you know about this business. I intend to be quite candid with him. That's why I'm here, Mrs. Temple. Mm. Is there anything the matter? This tea tastes awfully bitter. Is yours all right? Yes. Hmm. I think so. Mm. Oh, that's funny. Yes, but mine's perfectly all right. Well, perhaps it's my imagination. Mrs. Temple, do you mind if I ask you a very frank question? No. What does your husband think of me? As an artist? No, I don't mean as an artist. I mean, well, does he think I'm mixed up in this Van Dyke affair? Are you? No. I told him I'd never heard of Van Dyke until he mentioned the name. I think Paul believes that it was Van Dyke who gave you the Miss Millicent letter. It was Van Dyke who told you to write to Shelley. Believe me, after what happened last night, if I knew the identity of Van Dyke, I should go straight to Scotland Yard. Last night? Yes, the murder of Miss Mary Desmond. Ah, so you think Mrs. Desmond was murdered by Van Dyke? Well, don't you? It seems perfectly obvious to me that the same person who murdered... who murdered that... that what is it? Oh, I don't know. I suddenly felt dizzy. Would you like some brandy? No, I should be all right. I shouldn't feel like this. I... Oh, oh, dear. I shouldn't try to stand, Miss Faber. But I shouldn't feel like this. This is stupid. I can't move. What's the matter with me? Don't you know? What do you mean? You didn't come here to talk to Paul about what happened that night at the bungalow. You came because Van Dyke sent you. You came here because Van Dyke told you to kidnap me. What have you done? I haven't done anything. You've done it yourself. What? I think I don't know. That wrong number was a trick. You put something into my tea while I was answering the phone, didn't you? You drank it. You said the tea was bitter. You said... I wanted you to think that the tea was bitter. I wanted you to think that everything was going according to plan. Your plan, Miss Faber. What do you mean? Why do you think I asked you to speak to my husband? I don't know. Don't you? Oh, you're not very bright. While you were on the phone, I changed your cup for mine. That was the seventh episode of the Francis Durbridge serial Paul Temple and the Van Dyke Affair with Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. Sir Graham Forbes was played by Richard Williams, Terry Palmer by Peter Wilde, Roger Shelley by Richard Herndall and Marion Faber by Betty Hardy. Production for the BBC was by Martin C. Webster. <laughs>